0: Studio. So I love one of, the, one of the topics that I really enjoy discussing on this show. I love talking to people that are in leadership roles i I talk about my my corporate experiences as an african-american male being a vice president in my mid-30s i love talking to people about how they build cultures and how they pour into individuals I, i talk about having to learn emotional intelligence and thinking that i was the smartest person in the room as a 37-year-old VP at Blue Cross and realizing that I was not the smartest person in the room and and understood the operational prowess, but had no connections, had no friendships, had no relationships. So I always love bringing in people, especially women, especially black women, that are leaders and galvanize and nurture and pour into people are just flat out brilliant black excellence. This is an awesome introduction, Allison. Um, yeah, really. So, so yeah. I have so I have going to going to HBCUs and and going to to the Oakwood University. You get to you get to meet a lot of uh, really smart people, and you get to cross paths with people over the years. So I have Allison Francis, who who I know from Oakwood University, but also know <laughs> from the time. That I spent living in, in in the 206. So when I was Mister 206, this show actually started when I lived in Seattle. And Allison is 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 new has a, is entered a new position. She is the the chief diversity officer. Did I get it right?
1: You got it right. Of
0: Costco. So I'm I have a Costco card, <laughs> and and I'm in Costco getting my water, getting my my toilet paper, and, and getting and getting all sorts of stuff, making sure that the Lewis household is is stocked. So Allison is in Nashville for a convention she's taking she's she's flicking it up with Nancy Pelosi Not. <laughs> and other really important people I was like I was like dang Allison I was like I didn't know you knew Nancy Pelosi like I knew that you were a big deal but good lord so Allison Allison's in here she's gonna chop it up in the booth and talk about her experiences as a leader as a, a, a strategist uh, climbing up the, the corporate ladder and balancing all of that with, with being a mother, being a wife, uh, being a child of God. So it's just it's so nice to have you on the show. Me personally, I'm very proud of you. I've been following you personally and and watching your matriculation. And I'm very I'm very impressed by what you're doing, but even more impressed by your shoe collection. <laughs> That's more important to me than than any of your your C-suite prowess is the fact that Allison she takes pictures getting on and off planes. <laughs> She's not wearing red bottoms like most of these executives. She got a pair of like retro threes. I'm just like, yo, if I can, could, can could, could I cop those? Like, where can I get those in size 13? So it's really, really nice to have you on the show. So thank you so much for for spending some time with me.
1: No, thank you for having me on the show. And can I? Ha- I have a slight confession. Right. So when you started your show, and then I started to see so many. Classmates of ours from Oakwood, and I was like, "When and how can I get an invitation?" Why didn't you DM I me, man? Pull mean, up, pull up. Just, if you listen, <laughs> if you listen from Oakwood,
0: you want to be on the show. Pull up. I'm going be <laughs> an alumni. I'm bringing, I'm bringing the Galanda cast to Oakwood <laughs> alumni this year. So we're gonna be in front of Ashby Auditorium, or I like to call it the Roddy Dome. We're gonna be in front of the Roddy Dome. And we're gonna be doing a show during Oakwood alumni. So so we we love to plug in with, with our distinguished alumni and, and anybody from the HBCU. Shout out to all the HBCUs that we got a relationship. We're in DC, so we got a great relationship with Howard. Shout out to Hampton, shout out to Fisk here, Mahary here in, in Nashville. Um, I love to promote Black excellence. But I but I, I wanted to first to start off a uh, very curious about tell us a little bit about your education background, and how did you matriculate into being in, in a leadership role? Kind of tell us about your, your undergrads, your graduate, and then kind of starting your career.
1: So I undergrad, went to Oakwood. So right. entered Oakwood University in 1999. All right. I uh, was in the School of Business. I was doing marketing and, you know, I think for all intents and purposes, I thought I was going to be a marketing executive for right. some big marketing firm somewhere. Right. Um, all the while, you know, working for Costco, I had worked, started working for Costco when I was 16 years old.
0: So so let's start with that. What were you doing at Costco? Were you stocking so shelves? Were you greeting I was, people?
1: Um, I worked on the front end uh, as an assistant um, a front-end assistant, so that's right. somebody who helps the cashiers. You basically do anything and everything that's You're needed. You're a gopher. You're a gopher, right. basically, for you really, all You purposes. really literally started at the department. Yeah, 16, you, and, and really at right. that time, Costco wow. wasn't hiring a whole lot of 16-year-olds. Like right. You pretty much needed to be 18. So if you were 16, okay. there was only a couple departments you could work in because right. uh, uh, Costco sells you know, cigarettes and beer and right. wine and all that. So, but then fast forward. So I worked in the warehouse for about a year, year and a half. Then I worked in the major sales department. So got used to products more and more, selling jewelry, electronics, Um, really learned a lot about that. And then I started interning. So I started interning in 98 at the corporate office, which was across the street from the warehouse I worked at. In Seattle? In in Seattle. Uh, Well, in Issaquah. 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 So you grew up in Issaquah? no, no. When we first moved there, we lived in Rentington and then li- grew up Rent- in Bellevue.
0: Shout out to uh, so Bellevue. This is so 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 it's uh, I'm yes interjecting. I. So if you're if you're listening <laughs> in DC or you're listening to any of our affiliates, Nashville, Orlando. You gotta you you ain't broke if you live out in Bellevue or Issaquah. You you gotta be you're you're on you're way above the poverty line. So this is no, so that's, so that's, you you gotta have a little bit of something something to be out there. It's that's not, you
1: buy your home in the early nineties before that exploded. Right, before you know. the market. Exploded. But
0: we're not talking about Tactown. <laughs> no. You go down there, you know, it's a different <laughs> it's a different ball game. You go down to Tacoma and some of the Tacoma adjacent areas of of the Pacific Northwest. So that's these are nice neighborhoods. Obviously Costco growing like Amazon was growing so Seattle's just an explosion you don't really love Seattle like I do even though you're from there but but there's just a lot of energy in Seattle there's a lot of brilliant people in Seattle so you're so you're interning and you're going through college What was your experience like going to college at Oakwood? How was your education? Did you get a good education? Did you have good teachers? Did they pour into you? What was your experience with that? Uh,
1: Great experience in the business department. And I actually have to say that, you know, Oakwood, at least at the time, I can't speak for right now. But at the time, we had a pretty good mix of professors that were actually Avenis but then a right. bunch that were junk from Alabama A&M. Right.
0: like Alike, Alike yes. My man, my man, Dr. Alike. Yes, man. Dr. Alike. Alike. Dr. Infanza, um, you know, so my man. So I in have to
1: say that I got a good mix, especially... From the standpoint of like finance and accounting, any of them African
0: doctors from A and M hit on you because they. No, no, you know it is. The some of the brothers <laughs> from A and M, the African ones, they no. said they say, say you come back to my to my house in Ghana. No, <laughs> this, this that that happened. That, 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 not believe. to me. Okay, I avoided right. that. That's I avoided good, that. But um, they knew that you were a dueling, so they didn't. But
1: decisions. I had just some great, some great teachers, some great experiences. Actually, I have to say, if I were to point out. One thing as far as being a professional and professional development at mm-hmm. Oakwood. So at the time, you know, Delbert Baker was the president All right. and him and his wife, Susan, you know, and I love his wife, Susan. She's I can't the best. Say, everybody loves her. I mean, I can't she's say she's universal. That she's one of the few
0: people I know that's universally loved by everybody.
1: Yeah. Right. Universally loved by everybody. Yeah, she's awesome. So there was a group called the president's ambassadors. All and right. so I happened to be a president's ambassador. All right.
0: Um, Is that like a goody two shoes straight? Not a a goody two shoes, but just the meetings we
1: had. It was a lot of professional development. You seem like,
0: I didn't know you like that, but you seem like a very serious, I don't want to say a goody two shoes, but you seem like someone in college that was above the the chicanery and fray of a lot of the stupid things that the rest of us were doing. Like you seemed like you you had a lot of purpose and you were very serious about your purpose even back
1: then. No, I was pretty serious about my purpose. Um, Right. But I will say. The ambassadors, presidents, ambassadors—great experience. All learned right. a lot. I will definitely say that Dr. Susan Baker taught me a lot about grace. Oh, wow. Grace under fire. That's like awesome. when I think about her, I think about like Michelle Obama. Like oh, Susan wow. Baker that's was wow. like the Michelle Obama of that's, Oakwood.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I mean, that's a, that's a decent parallel. I think she she was she was really awesome. So you so you went through Oakwood. So you finally leave Oakwood. What role did you take with Costco when you? So when you left I took Oakwood?
1: my first management role right. as a membership marketing manager right. at the Chantilly, Virginia Costco. Right. And where is
0: Chantilly? Is that right outside DC? Or is um
1: that... yeah. So right. it's in Northern Virginia, close to Sterling. Um so when I first so first I just in order to really frame kind of where I came from and just how God's hand has been on my journey. Right. So I really wasn't supposed to get that first management job. None of us were. This guy is always opening the door. But it just so happened that the woman that I interviewed with, Zadie, who is like one of my close friends to this day, right? um, She interviewed me. You know, I came well prepared, polished, had my portfolio, all my ideas of how I could improve. You Mm -hmm. know, membership and marketing program for Costco. Mm And, um, but at the time, and really even now, you know, if you're a manager and you're trying to bring people in, you still have to review your job postings Mm. with your vice president. So she really wanted me and the vice president wanted somebody else. And so I found, I found out like maybe 10 years later, she really lied to her vice president and told him she had already offered me the job when she hadn't. And was like she's moving from alabama and now we can't tell her that when, she's not getting the job
0: when um when the lord opens doors for you then then nobody can close can those close doors them. so that's 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 a great start so you get into management so what management. was it like matriculating through costco so moving from management into senior management and to obviously the role that you're in now what what are some of the fundamentals that you learned just over the last you know, decade and a half or so moving up through that company and now being a part of the C-suite.
1: So I can tell you number one thing, it's all about people. Mm. Doesn't matter. You know, you know, people always try to say, Oh, you know, you really need to know P and L. You really need to know how to write budgets. Um, Yes. You really need to make sure you're making the most profit. Mm. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to how do you engage with people? Um, How do you prepare them? How do you make sure that they're better than what you are? Mm. Uh, And so, at every level and every role, there's been, you know, a higher commitment to people. And I found that the more I poured into people, the more successful I was.
0: Man, that's just that's phenomenal advice. Please elaborate because I just talked as we as we started. I was a PL guy. I was a numbers guy. I was great with numbers. I was one of the best people in managed care with numbers in the entire country and, and really knew all of the, the manuals, the the Medicare, Medicaid laws inside and out. But I was terrible with emotional intelligence. I was not good with that. I didn't care if you worked for me and you were getting a divorce or your your mom was battling cancer. I would just say, hey, go home and figure it out. I mean, I wasn't a, a slave driver. I mean, I was. I had people that I was sending my staff home three days a week before the pandemic because yeah. I think it's stupid to sit in traffic but I didn't have the emotional intellect when you when you're when you're a leader when you're a vice president when you're a c-suite it's your job to not only know what to do and to hire the right people but it's your job to have a level of warmth it's your job to nurture it's your job to really invest in people emotionally and not just mm-hmm. hey are you doing your job and that's something I had to learn I didn't I was not strong at that I think over my time at Blue Cross I got better at it and then now that I own my own business I've had to be very good at it because I'm, I'm the face of everything that I do uh, tell us a little bit more about that investment in people and how you've poured into people over the years.
1: So I think one thing is important to know is that as a leader, you're not going to solve every problem. So I think that's 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 one expectation that people have is that, you know, oh, this is a leader. They're going to solve whatever my problem is. No, your job is to listen, Um, is to really listen and make sure your people know that you're heard, but you may not be able to solve every problem. And so that's one thing that I've just had to really become a good listener Mm -hmm. at every level, Um, And then not only listen, but if it's not something that I'm able to solve, at least be able to have some resources so that it's helping your employee. Mm -hmm. And then you're also following up with them. And I think that's really like the essence of leadership is trust. (laughs) If your people don't trust you. And that's something that Colin Powell, he says, you know, Mm -hmm. what is the essence of leadership? Colin Powell, Nancy Pelosi. We got some some real high level quotes. (laughs) Um, So so
0: what we're going to do, Allison, we're going to cut to a break. Because uh, I have, have sponsors and bills to pay We'll be back with more of Allison Francis Chief Diversity Officer Of Costco After these messages
1: I'll let you try my Wu-Tang style You're listening To the Lanch J Radio Network